Hello, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. Hi. If you've been an avid listener of What the Fockery, you are now a polymath. A polymath, you ask? Oh, look in the dish, tossing around 50 cent words. What's a polymath, you ask? Well, that would be you. Okay, that would be us. Uh, a polymath is someone who just knows a little bit about a lot of different things, but not enough to be an expert in any. A jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, am I misdirecting you now? Probably. <laughs> it's just my way to chat with you guys. So this pandemic has either brought people closer or torn them apart. Uh, no matter how we look at it, it definitely made all of us or most of us reassess ourselves. But no doubt it has and it will keep challenging all of our relationships, whether it be to ourselves, our family members, our children, our spouses, our partners, our significant others, just anyone co-workers, anyone you relate to. You know, I actually have a friend who uh, started working for a family law practice, and apparently they are booked for years ahead. That is how many people are like realizing, you know what, Ugh. maybe we can't do this for much longer. Uh, I suppose when people left for work every day, you can usually easily put things in the back burner and not face things. But now that we have been faced to, as I call it, sit down, look at a wall and face your music. Uh, it's uh, forcing us to realize the fragility of life. Things that we think we knew are not quite as we expected. So yeah, it's been a bumpy ride. Bumpy ride doesn't even to describe it, does it? But Imagine living, uh, we've all heard of long distance relationships. Most of us probably had one. In LA, we call people who are more than what, 12 miles away, geographically undesirable. And if you dare date someone who lives 12 miles away from you, you are officially in a long distance relationship. How silly, but real, because the amount of time it, get, it takes or it used to take pre-COVID to get through 12 miles of traffic Ooh-wee, that person better be worth it. I can't tell you how many times I got all dialed up for a party or something and getting there was such a hassle that by the time I got there, I was ready to pivot right back home. But imagine not only doing that, but living in different states, but yet being happily married. Oh my gosh, imagine that. Uh <laughs> What the fuckery is a commuter marriage? Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadej August, your host. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome in, bienvenue, benvenuto, benvenuta, cabo, nabato, maligayang pagdating. I did promise I would say welcome in different languages, languages where this podcast apparently is heard around the world. What? Uh, 
this is your first time. Here's what you can expect. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, experiences, or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Basically, all non-normative stuff. Nadej August will try to unearth it because this podcast was born out of my curiosity. Um, these folks are living their truth, whether we accept in them or not. And if in that process, we manage to bring clarity to you, dear lover, puppy, kitten, schmoopy, then thank you for being curious, open, and willing. In that vein today, my guests are a couple, Abe and Elaine Romero. Oh, guess what? They're in a commuter marriage. Ergo, qualified to talk about this. And you're going to be super impressed as to why they're qualified. Not only are they living in it, per our theme, they are also colleagues in the podcast world. They have a newly launched podcast called Love is in the Air. Uh, where they support long-distance relationships and commuter marriages. Now, you might ask, well, what does that, how are they qualified to do so? Well, Abe is a marketing professional and graphic designer who lives in Fort Worth, Texas with his twin boys. Elaine is a licensed marriage and family therapist, also known as LMFT, and the clinical director of Safe Harbor Counseling Center in Temecula, California. That is wine country. I love it there. Uh, That is where she lives with her two children. And together, between Abe and Elaine, they have four kids, two homes, two careers, all in two separate states, making life happen in a commuter marriage. Welcome, Elaine and Abe, or should I say Abe and Elaine? Does it matter? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are the Romeros. So maybe I should just get welcome, Romeros. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Oh, my gosh. What an exciting topic. You know, my intro, what the fuckery is a commuter marriage? (laughs) (laughs) I told my sister I'm about to do this. She's like, what's that? And I said, well, you're about to find out. (laughs) Well, we we would have asked the same question before we were in a commuter marriage. So So what is a commuter marriage? I mean, we know what a marriage is, but the commuter part is the question. The question. So basically a a commuter marriage is any marriage where there is like consistent distance where one of the spouses, I guess it could be both, you know, has to have some distance and time away. Um, And so there's all types, there's all different configurations. Some people do it very short term and it's temporary. Some people do it long term. Some people choose it. And some people are just making the best of it like we are. Um, And then I think that the different configurations, what's interesting is some people have two homes like Abe and I do. So I'm in California and he's in Texas um, and we fly back and forth to each other's homes. And then there's other couples that maybe have one home. So like maybe a pilot Um, or a flight attendant, you know, they obviously have their home base, but then they're flying a lot and spending time in hotels and things like that. So there's all different types, all different configurations of giving them the opportunity to have several families, of course. Well, hopefully, hopefully not. I'm referring to the pilots. We're not supposed to do that? (laughs) 
No. <laughs> Are you a pilot, Abe? No, I'm not. One thing that Elaine left out is that some people prefer it. And yeah, when we explain it to, well, <laughs> when we explain kind of what this is, a lot of people go, wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah, we do get that. Some people say, oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. I'm so sorry you have to do that. And then other people are like, that sounds fantastic. (laughs) That reminds me when my stepdad first semi-retired, my mother was so annoyed that he was home all day. She (laughs) hated it. She made him so miserable. He went back to work. That is funny. My parents went through that a little too. They had to do a little bit of transitioning with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get stuck in our ways. How did you meet? Mm. Yeah, I'm well, kind of jumping uh, right in, aren't I? I'm not well, even asking how long you've been married. I wanted I wanted at the just beginning. Know how we met. And I wanted at the beginning. So our story is interesting because we first met when we were in San Diego together. We went to a church together, Rancho Presbytery, right? And yeah. um, we were like uh, six or seven, like yeah, Rancho Bernardo um, as kids. Ooh, yeah, yes. as kids. And so our story, you know, don't want to bore the heck out of your audience. But um, so we were there and we kind of grew up together a little bit. And then when middle school happened, we went our separate ways and we didn't really hang out much back then. And then no, so we more knew and, of each other. Right. And middle school, high school. Right. We, we, we more knew of each other. Right. And then after that, Sorry, we, we're just. I know you just keep interrupting me. Just that's her way. She just does that all the time. <laughs> and now I believe you are married. Which is <laughs> <laughs> that's our test, right? I you thought this was a big ploy to come on my podcast. Right. But you have your own <laughs> podcast, so you didn't need to do that. Right. <laughs> that's right. So in high school, we didn't know of each other really. And then we connected a little bit. Um, I was working at a 24-hour, well, I was family fitness back then. And um, and then I saw her walk. Uh, up after she was teaching aerobics class in this little tight leotard and my mouth dropped and I was we were in our (laughs) early 20s and and uh, I I missed out I missed out I didn't get the chance there I tried but she kind of wasn't interested at that point (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, and then after that you know we both got married several years you know several decades later and um, I uh, to different soft, people, meaning we were married. People, to, yeah, people. so we were. We both have previous marriages, so we went our separate ways. Right, and I think Elaine had uh, gone off Facebook for a little bit, and then came back, and then friend requested me, and I was like, I thought we were already friends. That's weird. Yeah, and yeah. um, and then I she put in this profile picture, and she looked amazing, and I was like, oh, and I was I divorced, and and didn't know she was divorced yet, and then found that out, and then. Uh, you know, I had a marketing business at the time on the side and under the guise of helping her business, <laughs> I reached out thinking that exactly wink, wink, thinking that, um, there's no way Texas and Cal it's too far, but, but she's, I, I thought I could really help her honestly, um, with her business, but at the same time, I thought she was beautiful. So, and, and as most business professionals do, you start off the conversation with, uh, well, the message with hi, gorgeous. <laughs> and, um, yeah, very professional. Yes. <laughs> I must deal with a lot of non-professionals because they never right. say hi, gorgeous to me. Right. Well, I think I said you look gorgeous, and then I said sorry I'm to hear about your divorce, and you know, blah blah blah. Here's my business idea, and then went and hid in the closet. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my god, what did I just do? <laughs> so, 
Right. And so when we first started talking, you know, here we are, we're in California and Texas and it, you know, there's something, you know, after you, we both went through divorces and, you know, it's such a hard time after divorce and date, we were both dating in our forties. And so to reconnect with this person that, you know, at one point, I think Abe, you even said it feels, you feel like home and it, it is, I think since we knew each other, kind of always knew each other, it did feel very familiar and safe and it was just a whirlwind. But then we were like, what the heck are we going to do? Because we live in these two States and both, we both have children. So Abe has twins and I have two kids. And at the time they both, they were all minors at the time, minor now adults, but they needed access to their other parents. And they, you know, there's laws, there's laws that say that, but it's also, we, we didn't, we wanted them to have access to their other parents. And so we thought, these poor kids are already been through divorce. There's just no way we're going to just up and move or something like that. So we said, we're going to have to be the ones that sacrifice. And so in the beginning, it was just, it was harder in the beginning because I think it was so unknown and like, what are we doing? And, you know, it was difficult, but we have really kind of I don't know. We have a rhythm with it and we know we kind of have our style with it and we make it work. And there's just actually some fantastic parts of being in a commuter marriage. Too. Right. And it sounds like you're, you, you had the advantage of having your values already in alignment. So yes. when, when Abe said this feels like home, I get it. You know, you met at church, you grew up in the same, you're from the same town. There is right. comfort in familiarity. And that's like a layer that gets like that little checkmate next right, to Right, right. <laughs> there were a lot of checkmates, if I'm, if I'm totally honest with you. Right. So, so let's, let's just sort of have a bit of, a, of an order. So first question, probably should what I should have asked in the beginning is how long now have you been married how long did you date and then decide to put a ring on it as they say put a ring on it yeah <laughs> well we were dating for a couple of years two years and then we've been married for about two and a half years now oh it's still so, quite fresh yeah, yeah we've been doing this for you know a while and and we've been on a lot of adventures and it's been a lot of fun there's some good things and some bad things and and we're just well, making it work abe when, yes. when you were dating how did you, how often did you guys see each other? How, I mean, obviously with technology, mercifully, you can have a visual of the person, but did you guys <laughs> decide and have a plan that every other month or every two weeks or how did you decide how to meet? And Well, I think that, yeah, that came to be kind of a, um, a, a we decided it just felt natural to be two to three weeks max. And there have been times where we've been seeing each other sooner or later, and depending upon what's going on with finances and all that kind of stuff. So or that seems to be the schedules rhythm. Schedules, or yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. two to three weeks. But there's a funny story about that technology piece. You know, I, as a marketing professional, I use Zoom all the time and Skype all the time. And for whatever reason, it didn't occur to us to use any of the uh, Zoom or Skype until about a year in. I think we had just had so much fun on the phone. We had so uh, much talking. fun talking. Yeah. And then yeah, like, hey, like, we should cool. Skype one time. You know, be like, oh yeah. That <laughs> um, <laughs> was funny. So when you when you would see each other, and I don't know if that's still the case right now, how long would you spend, how much time would you spend together? Is it a weekend, a full week? Or does it matter? 
So that's evolved a little bit because when we first started, it was for long weekends because we we both had minors, right? And so we just didn't like I would leave like my kids and they would spend time with their father at that time. And so I felt comfortable doing that. And same with Abe um, or Abe would come out when, you know, his boys were with their mom. But now that my children are older, you know, like my youngest is now in college. So I have a 22 year old and an 18 year old. We have kind of upped it to where I stay for a longer time now. Like, you know, I was even telling my son, I might go for a couple weeks and believe it or not with the pandemic, it's opened up some doors for me as a therapist because we're doing sessions online. And so it's really, all my clients are very used to it. Most of my clients understand my marriage situation. So they know sometimes I'll be doing sessions um, from Texas. From a different environment. Yeah. Right. Right. And so this has actually been once, once my youngest got to be 18, I felt comfortable going for a longer time. So that's, what's exciting. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of been a change for us just in this last year. Um, how Abe, how soon did you introduce your children to Elaine? Well, you know, for us, um, and a part of that, you know, feeling like home with her, it was just not it, it, the big part of it was knowing the same places, knowing some of the same people, but also just the connection, the immediate connection we had. And it, we just like fell in love immediately. So um, we had gone for maybe a month or about two months before maybe two and a half months. I think um, I but, met them right around their birthday. And so that, I mean, that was from like October to February. Oh, wow. We so maybe it's like about four months now that I think about it. But when your love time flies, right? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and it was and it, it was a whirlwind. And I wouldn't have introduced anybody um, uh, before I felt like I was in love with someone, you know? And so, uh, and I think I told them about her and they maybe even chatted on the phone with her a couple of times and, um, they were excited to meet her and, and, um, yeah, so it took some time, but, uh, well, they just love her now. How old are your twins? They're 13. They're about to be 14. Oh, good age. Fun age. Yes. And and one of the things that to me, that's been so amazing about and where we tell people, especially in second marriages, we're like, Hey, don't rule out a long distance relationship or commuter marriages, because this relationship really allows us to blend those families very slowly. Um, And so it's been a very slow process. I think if I had been dating a man for two years. Well, I mean, you for two years. A man? Just a random man? (laughs) All right. If I had been dating you for two years and then just like we moved in together, my son, my son probably would have been like, you know, and so it's been nice that there's been this like slow with blending because our kids are all together. We were just all together for Christmas. And so it's, it's only a couple times a year that they're all together, but then they all text and talk and we do, you know, fun things like that. So it's allowed our blending um, to go very slow, which is important in a blending uh, of two families. So you're, are the children all in touch with each, with each other and they have relationships outside of the two of you? Do you know? A little bit. They text each other. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a age gap. But there's still yeah. something really cool. I imagine at 13, if I only have my twin to suddenly have like an older brother and an older sister. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, they're all, they've all been very excited about it. My daughter loves, you know, them. And so it's been, it's been, you know, they've, they've had a lot of fun. So, yeah. Um, who proposed to whom? I proposed to her. Ooh. And, and even that was a long distance. I mean, we had to fly in. I, I think I had the boys with me. It was going to be yeah. a whole thing. And, um, but and I didn't I, know, I, but my family and all the kids knew. Right. And so, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And I think it was over Christmas. Was it New Year's it was Eve? New Year's Eve. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was a special time and yeah, it was, and that was the one thing I, I think, and this can, you know, uh, transposes whether it's a long distance or a or a traditional marriage i knew i wanted her and i wanted to be with her for the rest of my life so it didn't matter if she lived on the other side of the world i would have been committed and and it's so funny you know when you do meet people that um i'm dating somebody but well, they live about 30 miles away and i just don't know if i can do it you know what i mean like, <laughs> what? That's, called, that's called being gu geographically undesirable that's it <laughs> yes especially in la where i am it's like oh what i have to drive no <laughs> right. yeah, gotta go yeah right. we, we think people like that are rookies we're like please that's right. that's nothing <laughs> elaine you are a licensed in marriage uh counselor and family therapist, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm an LMFT. So a licensed marriage and family therapist. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you feel that you have an advantage? Hmm. Well, I, I definitely think, um, there at, at some level. Yes. I think because, you know, even going into, to this relationship, I, you know, unfortunately my first marriage ended with like betrayal and things like that. And so it wasn't like, I was a person who didn't know how to make a marriage work per se. And I work with that regularly. So I think I had a little advantage going in dating, kind of knowing what qualities I was really looking for, because I'm very well versed in the research of like, what kind of principles or qualities do you need to kind of see within a, a mate or in a marriage to really make it thrive. And so those were all there for me with Abe. And so the distance part kind of scared me, but being the therapist nerd that I am, I immediately <laughs> went and researched everything I could about long distance relationships. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause this and, is, uh, my question was inspired by the fact that you, it sounds like you know enough about blending families and slow that I thought, Oh, this has got to be her background that has helped her. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I definitely think it did. And I probably in the beginning, I don't know, Abe, you can tell me what you think, but I think I struggled a little bit more because my kids were older and they were, so they were in high school when we started dating, but the, you know, high schoolers are off, they have their own life and they're doing their own thing. And so I was just like really lonely. And I really realized that I have to learn to invest and love my life when I'm apart from Abe just as much as when I'm with him. And so investing in friendships or pouring into my career or my children or, or hobbies and some of the hobbies Abe makes fun of me for, but that's okay. <laughs> and she gets mad at me for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently ordered. You no, know we're going to ask what some of these hobbies are. <laughs> Abe, Abe, what are some of these puzzling hobbies? Well, <laughs> this was a this was an argument, so it's a little sensitive. But this was um, recent. 
argument. recent argument. And it wasn't that bad, but she got mad at me because I made I made light of the fact that she was going to buy this embroidery kit. And I said, oh, are you going to embroider my socks or towels? And I made a joke. And, uh, and like, she oh, great, got offended. You know? <laughs> I thought she, at first, honestly, I thought she was joking. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would you buy? And then I realized she was serious. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because then I was like, maybe I will embroider your socks, okay? Just to get <laughs> you off. <laughs> <laughs> So it is, it is fun that, you know, and, but, but that's a, that's a powerful part of this relationship too, is that in some ways, like it allows you to feel very kind of um, empowered. I know for me as a woman to, I run my household on my own. I mean, it's still our household, but I run the California home and I take care of it. I take care of business here and then he does his. And so it's like, it is a sense of feeling kind of empowered as a woman, um, that I have my own life piece too. And then when we're together, those just blend really great. Do you talk every single day? Yes. Oh, In yes. fact, we probably do uh, triple the time that, that Normal more traditional couples, couples do. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think it started that way too, just from the, even when we were dating, the, the, want, I mean, you want to, you want to connect, you want to say, you know, I love you in the morning. You want to say, I love you a good night. You want to kind of give each other updates of what's going on in the day. And it's a way to stay connected throughout the day. And it's awesome. And, um, and I think, you know, across the board, other couples should really do that because it is fun to touch base and see what's going on and to learn about embroidery. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop. <laughs> I like how you just snuck that in there. He does. He does that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I really love how you you both have taken your um, your experience and you are doing something really positive with it and that you are sharing and helping others learn how to do what you're doing. And you have a terrific podcast. And I'd like to give you an opportunity to tell us about it. I did listen to your the latest episode, which was the list of things to do. So, oh, right. yeah, I love that. But oh, let, thank you. Let's let's let my audience know so they can go seek you out and hear of some of your shenanigans. Sure. So we, you know, we just started um, recently. So just in November, we're a newly launched podcast. And we just thought, you know, we really want to support others in this community. And what was funny about it is that I was telling Abe, I realized this, this experience has been actually very giving to me. Like I know that I've been connecting with all kinds of people uh, on our Instagram support page and um, I really needed this because I'm, I'm connecting with all kinds of women and talking to them about what it's like to have distance from your spouse. And so it, it's something we want to give back to the community, but it's also now I realize it's a community I want to be a part of. Um, and so our podcast is very silly, very fun. We give like one episode, we talk about creative date ideas that we do when we're apart. And I got to be honest with you, those dates to me are just as fun as the dates when we're together. Hey, listeners, the term self-care is thrown around a lot these days and deservedly so. And I think we can all agree that mental health is part of self-care. And one of the many reasons we tell ourselves is lack of time and money. 
Well, BetterHelp.com is the world's largest counseling service. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Now, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed, accredited, and board-certified therapist in under 24 hours. Therapy from the comfort of your own space. What could be better than that? You can schedule weekly video sessions or phone sessions with your own personal counselor. You can log into your account at any time from anywhere to send a message to your counselor. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change your counselor if you ever needed to. Um, it's very affordable. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So get started today and you as a What the Fockery listener get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash fockery 10. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash fockery 10. In fact, use fockery 10 as a promo code and discount code anytime and anywhere you um, use our sponsors. Okay, back to our program. Tell us some of the creative dates you've come up with. Okay. Well, last night, we, um, if, I, I, I hadn't heard of this game before. Um, and Elaine introduced it to me. It's called Pass the Pigs. I can't believe you're uh, using this one. I know, but we just did it last night. It was so much fun. We were on a Zoom call. And instead of rolling dice, you roll two plastic pigs. And depending upon how they land, you get points and all that. It's a very ridiculous, silly game. But um, But with a cocktail, it always... With a cocktail, yes. Oh, then it's really hilarious with a cocktail. Yeah. Right. So we did that. And then the other night, we watched kind of a concert together online with each other and being able on Zoom to see each other's faces. And and so uh, what are some of the ones you like, honey? Well, I think our absolute favorite one. So we do the normal things like we'll do like a Netflix movie night almost every week. That's a for sure. Um, Just like any couple would. Right. If you were married with your spouse, you'd watch a TV show probably at least once a week together. But then we do things where we put more we're more intentional with we put more effort like our favorite one is we call it who played it at best because we actually we love to cook. So we pick a recipe. We go shop for the ingredients. Then we wear we don't we don't zoom or like do FaceTime. We actually make it with just headphones on. So we talk while we're cooking and we tell each other what we're doing. And then we wait. And at the end, we take a picture of what we made and we kind of joke like who played it at best. And then we do tend to throw it on our social media and make all our friends and family vote. Um, So that's super fun. Like a lot of our family gets involved and like who played it at best. You realize you are inadvertently a giving, pe- gifting people ideas of what they can do during COVID. Because now, of course, mm-hmm. you, you are perfectly set up for COVID. <laughs> we were, in fact, when everybody was kind of freaking out, we're like, this is nothing. <laughs> we well, this. And, and, and the other thing about it, too, it was almost like a. You know, we being, you know, away from each other and and having the opportunity to work remote all the time, that's when it became, um, wow, I can actually stay out there for two weeks. I don't need to run, hurry back to work right now because we're working remote anyway. We actually so it doesn't even matter. more during COVID. So that yeah, and on top of that, too, um, Elaine always had questions about how would I make this work? I have to be you know, what I do with Zoom to meet with my clients. I don't know how I'd be out there for so long. So this was a crash course in how to, 
be distant so we actually and make really it effective and make it work. So if there's one good thing that came out of it, it was preparing us to kind of how to be ready um, to do this in a more, um, I guess, engaging way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. So that, you know, there are, there is a, there is a light in this uh, darkness that we all seem to uh, be in together. Uh, were you surprised at the number of people who are in similar relationships as you? Yes. So when I started doing the research, what I found was that there's actually, according to the Census Bureau, there's 4 million Americans. Now that's just Americans in community marriages. So that actually includes like firefighters, um, pilots. So flight attendants and pilots, and it's like military truckers, um, people like musicians, actors, you know, you may be familiar with that when you're on, on, on site or whatever. Um, and so it's, there's so many people doing it that don't even, aren't even aware that they're even considered in a commuter marriage. Um, but then when we started the podcast, what surprised me was how many international couples were reaching out to us, where maybe one was in the U S and one was in England or, you know, just completely different countries. And so that's been exciting too, because we realize we're talking millions Yeah, because yeah. you know, if, if it's just four million in America, I, I don't even, I couldn't find the statistic. You have know, you, I don't. Have you seen the show? It's a reality show, show called 90 Day Fiance. Have you heard of it? Either of you? It does Maybe. sound familiar. I'm not sure. Well, I'm amazed at how many Americans have had have found love outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. Right, essence, right. It's a reality show about people who fall in love with these people while they went on vacation somewhere and they get a K-1 visa for this intended. The intended comes here for 90 days because apparently on a K-1 visa, you have 90 days to marry this person. So that there, that's a crash course in cultural different. It's, it's, it's exciting. Um, Some of what you do might be helpful. (laughs) for (laughs) Right. Right. I've seen a lot of political things kind of floating around our long distance um, community about, you know, there's a lot of restrictions right now because of COVID for people not to fly to see each other. So some people are really struggling a lot right now because their normal amount of time that they would see each other has been limited based on the countries, but we haven't really had that issue. So we've been lucky. Yeah. I have a personal question for Abe. Uh, Abe, yes. other than love and all that jazz, what inspired you to propose to Elaine? Um. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, everyone has different experiences. Everyone has different kind of paths to, to how they find love and all that kind of stuff. And, and typically, you know, um, you would think you just go to a, you know, out and you socialize and you meet someone you like, and then you connect and all that. But in this day and age of online dating and everything else, whenever you came divorced, you know, you dip your toe back into that, you know, pond and it's not easy. It's not easy to find someone that you could even have a conversation with, let alone marry. <laughs> and, um, you know, and and then when I, and I'd been on some dates before and it would just didn't work and it just wasn't, there's there was no connection. And, and then um, imagine having, you know, that little bit of, you know, like I said, dipping your toe in and then meeting someone that you immediately feel like, oh my gosh, this is the one. And I, I, I hope everyone has a chance to feel that because, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. 
And that's exactly how I felt with her. And so I didn't, like I said, it wasn't like I had boxes to check, even though she checked them all, or that I decided to finally make the decision. I just knew I couldn't live without her. Elaine, I want to ask you the same question. What inspired you to accept said proposal? Accept, yeah. Well, same kind of thing, you know, as I had said before, you know, I I am well-versed in kind of knowing what are good qualities in a mate, but it, again, it, this, there was just this very powerful connection from the very beginning. It was hilarious. I mean, I have told my friends and family, and I hope this doesn't offend my friends and family, but he is honestly... <laughs> the most fun person I've ever spent time with. Like I, I literally have never enjoyed my life as much as being with him. So he really is just a blast. You know, even last <laughs> night we were just having the greatest time laughing and, you know, so par- mostly for me, it's just the way he makes me feel, mm. you know, and I, it's just, I feel whole with him. Oh, that's so. wonderful. You know, I almost want to wrap it up because it's such a high and perfect note because my takeaway is that love does conquer all, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes. And I am now ask you to give us one, one of you separate tips. What is the one major piece of advice you'd give to anyone? What is the number one, the one thing you would want for someone to remember? In long um, distance? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Do you I'll go know? first. Okay. Um, I think for us um, and anybody that's considering going into this, uh, whether you've met somebody or not, um, go look for resources to find out what you um, can avoid in terms of mistakes and what you can take advantage of in terms of um, uh, benefits. So, uh, like our podcast, for instance, or there's a lot of resources out there. Uh, when we first started doing this, we made a lot of mistakes, spent too much money on different flights, didn't plan it correctly, uh, didn't find ways to connect tech from a technology standpoint until a year later. You know, so we had all these things that we kind of discovered on our own. So we were kind of, you know, uh, you know, alone in the dark trying to find our way. And so reaching out and finding ways that you can better connect with someone in long distance um, is, is great. Avoid the, the pitfalls and, and learn from people that have been there and done that and, and follow them that way. Beautiful. So, so learn like? from people. That was a lot. She said one thing. I don't know. Oh, sorry. That was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me with this whole kind of long distance, it's to, there will be challenges. There's going to be hard parts. Um, and so to really relish in the positive pieces and to remember there will be a day when those are absent. There will be a day that we are together every day and we might miss our little date where we cook separately and we might miss, Hey, I might miss that. I right now I get the bed myself when he's not here. So for me, it's really being intentional that you focus on the good of it because the bad, the hard and the challenges are going to be there. So focusing on the good is what I think really makes this sustainable over time. Oh, wonderful. And finally, uh, we say goodbye to my audience the way you would say goodbye to each other. So at the risk of being too risque, what, how do you part ways when you are hanging out there? Hmm. 
You just say goodbye. Well, I mean, oh gosh, we connect. You mean like every day or at the end of our? Do you have a cute way of saying goodbye? Or well, we do, and I'm two hours earlier. So to be honest with you, one of our one of the things that we have made very important in our marriage is that. We feel like if we were together every day, you'd always say goodnight to your spouse, right? And you'd always say good good morning and goodbye, I'm going to work or whatever. So I always end my night by giving him a text that's usually very loving, maybe a little sexy. And then he will have that to wake up to. And then he ends, um, he starts his day by texting me back um, something sweet or sexy. And then I have that to wake up to. Aww. <laughs> hey, do you want to add anything? This is perfect. No, that's that's exactly how we do it. But I will say, it, on the times that we have forgotten that, it, it's a it's a real bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So every once in a while, we forget. But overall, I I just again, it's an adventure, but it's an adventure worth taking. And I just hope that you know our podcast is called Love Is in the Air. Um, on Instagram, we're at Commuter Marriage Support. We will have all of your show links um, available awesome. for you. Awesome. We just we just want people to be our friends because we want to support you. And <laughs> <laughs> and well, back. I love it. And it's I, a great title. I'll say one thing too, and 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 this is for those of you out there who are still kind of banging your head against the wall. Maybe you've gone through a divorce, or maybe you're just looking for somebody, haven't found the right person. There's no. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. opening your circle, making it wider, looking at some friends from Facebook, for maybe you went to high school with them and reaching out, even if they live, you know, five states away, doesn't matter. Take Try that jump, you know, do, do like I did, have a couple of beers, text the girl or the guy and say, you're gorgeous, and then go hide in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> it may work out. I think this is the perfect way to end. Have a beer, text her, and go hide in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's say goodbye collectively to the folks. Okay. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) All right. Good. Wait, pedate, attends, retonne-moi. That all means Wait a second. Not quite goodbye yet. Wanted to remind you to please write a review so that others can find this awesome podcast. Feel free to share it. Send in your topics. I love hearing from you guys. We are building a nice community of What the Fockery listeners. Uh, We have uh, Patreon as a great way to support. If you do decide to support on Patreon, what you will get, one of the cool things is you will get to watch the actual video version of most of these recordings on top of, you know, extra things. Uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page. Come check us out. Come follow and interact, please. Instagram, where you can see the photos of what our uh, guests look like and uh, motivational and inspirational quotes on a daily. And uh, and I want to hear from you guys when I look, I'm looking for guests and certain topics. And I would love if you reached out a little more. I have a few ideas that came through uh, some of you guys. uh, And I have found some experts to come on or people in a certain lifestyle. So please do that. Uh, Like, share the whole bit, the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, now officially. Bye.